It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, February 20th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that has some questions about that 11 forward 7D lineup that Torts put together. I'm shocked. Yeah, we are going to get into everything that happened in that game against the Canucks. We're going to preview today's matchup against the Flames, and we'll have our nemesis of the week. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. That is where you'll keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We have a mailbag almost every week, so send in your questions and we will get them answered. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Locked on Flyers is free and available anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those good places. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, I want to dig in straight to that 11 forward 7D decision by Torts in that 6-2 loss against the Canucks. And I have some questions about what went into that. If that is purely a Tortorella decision because for some reason he doesn't like Ollie Lixell, despite the fact that Bellows and Lixell were there and available and he could have had a 12 forward 60 lineup, you know, if it's just a player personnel thing with about who he clicks with and who he doesn't, where were they trying to have Sealer and Braun in the game at the same time for trade deadline purposes. I don't believe it was for trade deadline purposes. I believe it was done because they felt like uh, in a very archaic way that having more D will make them better defensively against this team. But the problem is when it's slow D, it doesn't matter. So it just made the team slower. And so, yeah, they got a goal out of Justin Braun. So in Torts's mind, it's justified. Uh, but again, these other guys are just, well, it was an assist in the end. I yeah, think true. They gave it to Lawton. Yeah. Um, but these other guys are just pawns. Like these are, you know, they, they've tried Bellows out a fair amount. So Bellows did get his chance with torts. Lixel's just not going to get a chance. Like he's just, you know, I don't think he doesn't like him. I just think he doesn't trust him and he doesn't trust him. So he won't play him and he can't like him if he doesn't play him. So. Which, if that's the case, and the Phantoms had a four-game week that was very critical to them, like, and he, he wasn't going to play Lixel, like, why bring him up? Why not bring somebody else up that's going to sit on the bench or sit in the press box? Just, he, he wants those guys there just in case, at his disposal, and I don't think he cares that much about the Phantoms. Yeah, I just think that that is where Chuck Fletcher ostensibly needs to step in and say mm -hmm. if you're going to call this guy up you have to play him because 
you know, he needs playing time. Yeah, this is Chuck, critical Chuck won't do him. that with, with torts. He won't do it. Right, which is a problem. Oh, right? yeah, it's so a big look, problem. So if you look at everything around this situation where it was a poor decision to ice the style of lineup that he did, mm -hmm. it causes harm to a guy who is at a critical juncture in his player development. And it had the opposite effect of what it needed to mm -hmm. for the outcome of the game. Like that is a huge problem there. Yeah, to him, it's another loss. And if you try and talk to him about a post game, he'll just be like, you know, we didn't have any offense. Or if it's the cert if it's a couple days ago, I don't want to talk about it. Don't bother asking me questions. You know, like that's yeah. that's how he dances around that. And you know, like even people on Twitter are like, "Do you go to post games?" And it's like, "Yeah, I go to almost every post game." But I'm not going to get into a verbal tête-à-tête -tête with John Tortorella because he's been around too long, and he'll tell you what he feels like telling you. And if he doesn't feel like telling you anything, you're just hitting your head against the wall. Yeah, I think you know, this game had a lot of that, right? Where you look at the end of the game, right, with the the six on fours that were absolutely brutal, yeah, and you know, we, they got uh, two shorthanded goals against in those sequences. And, you know, I think that Torts pulled the goalie again because he was mad about the first time oh, no doubt. not working. And this was like, we're going to run this again yep. because that was not okay. And then they failed again. Yeah, it was easy. Like, Pedersen was having a, a field day. Like, it was just fun oh, for him. God. It was fun for him. And <laughs> the problem with this is, I get it. Like, Torts thinks, well, these guys do it and they get sick of it enough, they'll dig down deep and and they'll figure it out. But if they're just not good enough, they're just not good enough. And now you're just sort of doing negative reinforcement, and I, I don't buy it. I it, it didn't make sense. But Elias Pedersen is happy because he had a five-point day. Yeah, and I would say, you know, in terms of the Flyers' D, which was clearly the problem. Travis Sandheim was a massive problem. Travis Sandheim was a problem, but I think the defense was a problem overall in this game. And the Kuzmenko goal, I think, was the the prime example of everything that yeah. was wrong with what oh, was yeah, happening. Oh, yeah, because even Owen Tippett sheep, yeah, even Owen Tippett sheepishly went after the puck instead of like, how about this? Yep. How about using your body? Exactly. Like so Patterson not only was skating circles around the Flyers, Tippett made the wrong decision there. And then everybody is puck watching Patterson do his thing. Yeah. And then every, so everybody gets drawn to that side of the ice. Luke Shen was left open on the opposite side. The puck gets across to Shen. The D's eyes then focus on Shen and Kuzmenko is like literally wide open yeah. to plant himself in front of the empty back door. Like that was everything. <laughs> All you have to do is get this defense moving a little bit because most of the times they're not set up correctly anyhow because mm -hmm. they just got set up. And if you get them moving a little bit, it's mayhem. And you saw it. It's it's literally it, – it's like the uh, Allstate commercial. It is mayhem when, when that happens. And, you know, again, all that's happening right now is guys are getting frustrated. You know, Frost has a nice goal, and then he gets frustrated because he's on the ice when a goal is given up. Like, it's just – you know, that's that's the way this, this team is. They're just – if you want players – like, again, I, I saw one, one fan online was like, hey, it seems like we're going up against this, like against every team now, meaning there's a Kuzmenko, a Pedersen, those kinds of guys. Yeah, well, guess what? If you want those guys, then you need to draft in the top five. And so, you know, if they're like – let's say the Flyers are the last team, that 11th spot – 
they don't have great odds for the top five. It's still possible, but it's also not great odds. So again, that's why I get it. Courts want, torts wanted to create a culture, fine, but you still won't be able to get any of these players. And honestly, that's where you go back to Johnny Goudreau. Like you could say the team's not ready for him, but there would have been a time they'd be ready for him during that contract. And you can't get players like that unless you draft them. You really can't. I mean, once in a while, a player shakes loose. And honestly, if a player like that shakes loose and wants to come to you, you have to sign them. You have to. And, yeah. I you know, mean, I hate rehashing that just because. No, but you can see it because of the skill things. level. It's like, where are you getting no, that? I understand sk- that. Yeah, I know. I know like, you do. Yeah. It's just added to the pile of, of Chuck Fletcher issues. But yeah, I, I do want to at least say that they played better offensively than they did in the two games against Seattle. You know, they far outchanced and outshot the Canucks. And, you know, 21 of the 37 shots on goal the Flyers had were high danger. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that does need to get okay, that's called fair. out. The, prob- the problem was on the defensive side, which is usually not the case for the Flyers, to be honest. This was a very weird upside down game. Well, and, it, it be- you know, Travis Konechny was putting everything out there until yeah. the dying moments of the game. Um, I, I felt like something that was missing. Oh, and Tippett's like missing shots was very apparent oh, in yeah. this one. Yeah. I mean, when he but- presses, that's what happens with him. And again, that's why there's a, a big time formula with, or at least in my mind, this is how I figure it out with a guy like Tippett. So a guy like Tippett, if I have to play him 20 minutes a game to get 20 goals a year, then I have to just drop him in the line and get somebody else. Because if I'm giving that many minutes, 18 minutes to somebody else, that guy needs to score 30, 35. Like those are the, that's how I'm shelling out the minutes. But because of the way this Flyers team is, he gets that time because there is nobody else. Like there literally is nobody else right now. And so that's where, again, and I've seen fans, like some of them are, are, are holding on to Nick Sealer. Well, how could you trade him? He's a great contract. Because if you were a good team, Nick Sealer wouldn't be on your team. But based on what you're seeing on the ice, you feel like he's a good player on this team. But he's not a good player on a lot of teams. And that's, I think this is the problem that fans are having a hard time with. And and, and it's, I like, I get it. Like, this is all you have to watch. Uh, I will say, just to close out the conversation on this game, it was really upsetting to see Carter Hart post-game. Uh, he was very like Kurt in the post game presser, which is unlike him. I told you this could be a problem. We have to watch this. Yeah. He was upset about that fourth goal, which rightfully so he thought he had it. And then the puck wasn't secured. So it went through like he's right. You know, I would be hard on myself if that happened to me, but at the same time, there is a level of frustration there that you don't usually see out of him that that you did and and that's worrisome and that's been showing up a little bit this year the other thing is if you're giving elias Pettersson five on five enough room to wind up and shoot you're doing it wrong and i couldn't believe like got times i would see like sandheim and whoever was with him collapsing down low and leaving Pettersson open and then bovillier like he could of course he could direct in the puck because nobody was on him the two guys were on that side were down low like what are you doing I just, yeah, I didn't understand a lot of it. It's just the way it yeah. is. 
It was, it was a rough game. Well, hopefully they can recover against Calgary and we will be talking about that matchup coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and Haiti taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, and focus. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just a scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Russ, the Flyers have a back-to-back against Calgary and Edmonton starting today. And Calgary has been quite the uh, soap opera, one might say, <laughs> this yeah. season. Uh, you know, there are some high expectations, especially after some of the offseason deals that they made. And it hasn't quite gone according to plan. Right now, Calgary is a borderline wildcard team. And I think a lot of people might have said on paper that they would be doing a lot better this season. I think part of it is Jacob Markstrom has not had the season that he no. did last year. And we've had some controversy with them as of late where Jonathan Huberto's agent tweeted about essentially how like bum bummed out it was in the locker room <laughs> and that that was leading to some of the problems with the team. And of course that's a conflict with the head coach, Gerald Sutter who has come under fire this season about making some really poor decisions mm-hmm. in games and not being able to adjust at all. And, you know, there's been at least a, a considerable number of voices calling for him to be fired mm-hmm. this season, just because the, the flames have been underperforming so much. Yeah. I don't think he's getting fired this season. Uh, so I no. think he's, I think he's pretty safe as far as that goes now. Uh does he have archaic ways? Yeah. So this should be a good matchup because you have two coaches that, you know, <laughs> go with old style uh, hockey and that's fine. That will actually give the Flyers a chance. Uh, I think we'll probably see Vladar. And the interesting thing about that is while listening to um, some Calgary guys on Sirius, and I wish I could attribute them. I just don't remember who it was. Their thought was, and, and this is mine as well, uh, that I would start playing Vladar a little more because he's different than Markstrom. Yeah. He actually makes the save you're supposed to make, and he may not make the super stupendous one, but he can handle a lot of minutes. I liked him when he was in the Bruins system. I thought he was pretty good, and he's done pretty well for Calgary. So this isn't going to be a walk in the park if he's in there because he is still a good goalie. Uh, they got a lot of guys underperforming, you know, Huberto being the top one, and that's why you got what you got out of the agent. 
Um, but Mangiapane starting to wake up. Like this is still yeah. a dangerous team, and they're going to play the same way you do, except they have better players. So you have to really pick and choose your spots. Defense, they're not that much better than the Flyers. It's actually, no. you know, their defense isn't great. So there's going to be chances. Yeah. And if you look at their most recent game against the Rangers, they won three to two in overtime. Calgary scored two goals in the opening minute of that game. And, you know, they came from uh, Nazem Kadri and Mangiapane, both who are guys that are going to have to be on the top of their game if if the Flames are going to make the playoffs and and going into it. And I think this game was a little bit of a reset, which was really interesting to me for them because Lindholm did not play in that game because he, they just had a baby. And so yeah. he, he was out of the lineup. And for them to have like a really good emotional comeback game where Huberto actually had a really good game. Um, he set up that overtime winner. And people were saying it was his best game as as a Calgary Flame to date this season. Uh, it's interesting timing to come up against the Flyers, right? Yeah. In a bit of a dire situation, and the the Flames are like, we gotta get it together, and they actually have playoff hopes like alive, right? And I, I think it's it's gonna be rough. I think yes. they're gonna play like it's a playoff game, and. Uh, the Rangers are a top five team in this league now, so that was a big right. comeback for them. It was. And I don't think it's one of these where it's like an emotional spillover, like, oh, they're never going to be able to win the next game. No, I think this could be one, like you said, where they're trying to get back in, you know, in line with what they really should be doing because they're a better team than their record says they are. So, and I don't think they're great. I don't think they're getting to the conference final, right. but but they're but they're a good, hard, tough playoff team. And so the Flyers have to be ready for that. Uh, I saw too much just like lousy defensive play and maybe some of that gets cleaned up and maybe Lixell gets in this one. Chances are though, he'll probably put in um, bellows because he wants that size because Calgary is going to play tough. And, right. you know, and that's, I could see that happening, but in the end, uh, you know, keep the offense going because like you said, they're getting chances, yep. but on defense, do not let these guys live in the crease. Like, don't let them get around you. I can't beat a dead horse on a lot of this. I told you when Torts was saying that guys would be in better shape by the way he was going to do things in camp that it doesn't show results in season. It just doesn't. Guys need to do all of that before they get there. And everybody needs to work on their skating. And I mean everybody before next season. They all need to go through big-time skating drills because their edge work and otherwise is just getting destroyed by some of these other teams, especially out West, because out West they do play a more wide open style than in the East. And yeah. it really shows. I think you know, one of the guys that has stood out a lot for this flames team is Tyler Toffoli. I, I think that that pickup last season was so smart for Calgary. He has just contributed so much to that team. Uh, right now he's second on the flames in points. He's got 22 goals, 26 assists. And um, uh, he's just one of those guys that I, I think is going to be a huge factor for the flames toward the end of the season. Yeah. He, he's a really good player. Obviously he, he's a guy that um, isn't the fastest, but he knows where to go. He's got a hard shot mm -hmm. and he's smart, but 
I didn't love the Toffoli pickup for the playoffs. Like, he's not been a terrific playoff performer. And last year, he had five points in 12 games. Like, that's okay. But regular season, yeah, he really can bring it regular season. And he is a guy that you have to watch out for in this game. Yeah, I I think so. And, you know, the other thing about the Flames is that they get a lot of shots on net. And so the Flyers are going to have to be a lot more disciplined defensively than they were against Vancouver. And I don't know what Torts is thinking in terms of the defensive pairings and if, you know, if he winds up doing the 7D thing again. But, you know, when you have Provy and Sanheim together, which we know does not work, we know it's, it doesn't work. And so you can't, do that anymore i don't think that york and risto go together really well i think they really need to kind of do more of a tried and true thing in order to have any success against this team that really is gonna put it to you offensively yeah this could be a game where a guy a familiar foe like blake coleman has a big game because he just knows how to play this style uh, he's been playing it his whole career. And it's also a game where, like, Dylan Dubé, who's got a high skill level, definitely can put mm-hmm. in a goal. So you have to really watch out for him. And also, like, so what's going to happen? Like, is Kadri going to get um, hit on by players early on, chipped on, and all that until he actually drops the gloves? You know, like, a guy like Lawton better be careful this game because Lawton sometimes plays on the edge, and he's been getting creamed lately, and Kadri would – would would not hold back. He doesn't care if Delorier gets involved. He doesn't care about anything, but he will put on that bad slash dirty hit. And a guy like Lawton has to really watch out for that. And so that I would look for that too. Yeah. Well, Scott Lawton has now matched his career high point total for the season. So hopefully he'll want to focus more on that aspect of his game <laughs> and not get sucked into any fights. But we've him. seen it lately. He's been getting sucked in more and more. I know. I know. But uh, just trying try to look at the upside with Scott. No, Martin. you should. And you should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is Monday and our nemesis of the week is one of our favorite things that we do each and every week on the show. And we will get to that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midpoint of the NBA season is here. We just had the All-Star weekend. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, who'd have thunk that an unknown sixer would have won the dunk contest? But here we are. Yeah, it's a shame, though. They should always have the best guys. But hey, good for him. I know. Very good for him. Uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Russ, uh, we were talking last week for our nemesis of the week where we uh, find something out there in the world of hockey or in Flyers land that's upsetting us or is the biggest challenge or roadblock heading into this upcoming week. We talked last week about the Western road trip that we are currently in the middle of and how challenging it was going to be and that there was a lot of things that had to get accomplished. We did a whole to-do list for it uh, on last week's shows and uh, so far not so good. It ain't getting done. No, it is not. And uh, so we have this road trip continuing with two more games. Uh, We have that back-to-back with the Flames and Oilers. And then we get back home for a game against the Habs. And then the very next day have to play at New Jersey, which is going to be really tough. Tough one. So having two back-to-backs in one week with very different challenges it is a huge nemesis, I think, for the Flyers this week, just because the Flames and Oilers have a very different style of play than the Habs, who are in, you know, mid-rebuild mode themselves, but have some, you know, a few good players here and there that you have to be careful about. And then running into, you know, a real roadblock this season with the Devils, I think, the Flyers are going to have to be really smart this week and really adjust. And and that's just something that they've struggled with a lot this season. But at the same time, you know, working toward that trade deadline and thinking about the draft lottery, like this is a very like crucial week, I think in this season. It's important. Um, you know, my nemesis is really just when they're drafting when, and, and drafting's tougher because it's more long range, when they're signing, when they're working with their own players, they need to be faster, more skilled rather than tougher. Now, if you could get a faster, skilled, tough guy, great, get him. But, you know, they haven't done that. Delorier is not that guy. For whatever reason, they thought he might be. He's not. He's just super slow. He's a good penalty killer, occasionally get his goal. But you need to get other guys that can legitimately push the other defense back. And if you can't do it with these guys, as far as getting them to the level of doing it, then that has to be your focus. Cause you're not going to get better in this league until you do, you might wish you, you might push your way up in the mushy middle, but you're not going to really win anything. And that's the challenge. I think now that the flyers will be under for the next few years. Yeah. And you know, as a, that's like everything about this week of games in a nutshell, right? Yeah, it's, it's showing heading- it all. It's setting themselves up for the future. It's figuring out what they need to do at trade deadline to perhaps get a prospect back in a deal that could fill some of those gaps that the Flyers have. So uh, yeah, not just one or two, like Tippett yeah. fills two, but not three. You know, like you gotta, yeah. you gotta, gotta get, get some variety, that, right? You do. You have to get guys that could really do that. Uh, so uh, again, it's going to require the coach changing his mindset a little too. By the way. Yeah, I think so too. It's uh it's it's going to be an interesting one leading up to March 3rd and we'll have a lot to talk about with that as well as uh tomorrow where we will recap this game against the Flames. We're going to talk about the Oilers a little bit and then have our weekly Phantoms check in with their uh four game week. Uh we'll we'll see what happened there. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send us in your questions. Uh you can tweet 
tweet us at Lockdown Flyers, email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.